Hey, everybody. It is March 3rd, 2021. Um, and this week is a good week to remind everyone that QAnon is not real. And when I say not real, now, of course, QAnon is literally real. There are people that identify as QAnon uh, that believe a lot of the things that we in the public uh, have come to understand as something that is QAnon, part of that group. But the way most people understand what QAnon is, is not real. That is not a real thing. The corporate press has been lying to you far more egregiously than any of the QAnon people have. Okay, maybe there's a few. <laughs> But there sure are some liars in the corporate press that are stirring up uh, the same threats of violence that they claim to stand against. And that is a far bigger danger than QAnon. The corporate press truly is the enemy of the people. And they are, they're shit stirrers. That's what they are. That's the role of the corporate press today. It's not to inform. It's to provide reinforcement for narratives. And they stir shit. They stir shit so that their buddies uh, will support them, give them influence, give them power. Um, that's what the corporate press is. If you look at the the, the alphabet networks, ABC, uh, NBC, CBS, Fox even. Um, then you look at MSNBC and CNN. Well, these are networks which exist to serve a specific audience. Now, everyone on the left would have agreed with this just a few years ago. They've been radicalized. The left has been radicalized. They are now of the opinion, they've all kind of adopted this in unison. And it doesn't take a great conspiracy to do that because there is a shared culture here on the left. And when you have a divisive person like Donald Trump that they... Uh, band together against. They are united against. You know, those battle lines are drawn. Uh, it's not a great thing that that happened. However, in the grand scheme of things, it's inevitable that that happens, that those battle lines are drawn. And so I see uh, a huge benefit in there being a split culture right now. Uh, that's actually a great thing. And um, because it means that we're redrawing the lines of the people that we want to engage with. It, you listening right now, you could probably name 10 people who are extremely influential that you wouldn't want to breathe the same air as. They're detestable human beings to you. Now, they might have a following from other people, millions of other people, hundreds of millions of other people in some cases, but you wouldn't want to be in the room with them. You wouldn't want to be anywhere near them. They're dangerous. I don't mean they're going to beat you up. I mean, they're dangerous in that they wield the powers of the government, of uh, the various institutions, universities, corporate press, entertainment industry. These are people with a lot of influence to affect what you're doing. And it's oppressive. When they wield these tools, it creates an oppressive environment on others. And look, if I have people in the same room that are cheering on 
someone taking away my rights to be able to do something, that's not someone I'm going to I'm going to be united with on any front. Now look, the reality is most of, you know, the little people should be able to get along. You none of us have really any influence. The best we can do is kind of keep up with what's going on in the political realm, occasionally support things where we might have a teeny 0.000001% chance of affecting the outcome. But for the most part, we don't really have any influence on these things. So the idea of uh, hating your neighbor because your neighbor believes um, everyone making 100 grand should be taxed more and everyone making under 100 grand shouldn't pay any taxes, um, you know, I would disagree with that, but I don't know that I'd end a friendship over it. Now, on the left, I think they're a lot more likely to end a friendship over it. And we have this growing hostility. And you know what? So be it. I think the last few years of conservatives, um, there's been a realization among some, not all, some on the conservative side that we can say, nope, we're not playing your game. Because the game is this. The political left, whatever they call themselves, this has been the case for at least since the 1930s, the political left will overstate uh, their aim. They will say, we want universal health care for everyone. We will tax rich people more and we'll tax everyone more, um, except for maybe the poorest, <laughs> so that they get that group of people voting for this, supporting this. But they'll say, listen, we're for socialism. That's what we're for. And the right will say, no, we're, we don't like that. And the left will say, well, too bad. That's what we're pushing for. And then what happens is you have the left that's advocate that refuses to back down. And the right always says, okay, let's meet in the middle. Fine. Let's, let's fine. We'll compromise on this and we'll meet you. Okay. Now we have something that's bipartisan. Okay. Do you know of any cases where the right has, has done that? any cases. Can you name one since the 1950s? In what way is the United States considered conservative by 1950s standards? Any ideas? Yeah. It's because they aren't. It's because the left has had its way decade after decade, term after term, and it's been a nonstop evolution and this is why most of the, the base on the right hates Republicans. They hate them. And you know what? That is, uh, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing because those are the most detestable people. It's not just those that are advocating for power because there is evil there, but it's those that are unwilling to stop that from happening that are not only um, not advancing the views of the people they represent, which is the job of people who are in politics, but also too cowardly to defend. That's a problem. Now, the big fear has always been that the media is going to come after you. It's they're going to tarnish your reputation. You know, you'll end up with um, all kinds of negative stories about you. Oh, what if someone Google's my name and sees terrible things? Well, you can kind of see how we're getting toward the end of that now. Most of the people on the right, 
no matter who. Uh, look, Joe Rogan is getting things written up by major publications suggesting that he's a Nazi. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan supports Bernie Sanders. Which, you know, it, the Nazis were national socialists, so there is something to that socialism thing, I suppose. But you can see quite a few differences between Bernie Sanders and Adolf Hitler. Of course, it's because the term Nazi is used in it, every possible conversation. I forget there's a, a term for uh, the amount of time it takes for every conversation to eventually uh, devolve to talking about Hitler, to comparing things to Hitler. Um, but that is true. That's what that is exactly what happens. Well, the QAnon thing has really gone overboard. Um, and there are a couple factions here. Um, and I thought that this was interesting, something to talk about today. QAnon is not real, meaning the corporate press's version of QAnon, which is the way most people even know what QAnon is. I'm going to talk about a study right now that was just done uh, to look into how familiar your average person is with QAnon. Um, but they believe that QAnon is a bunch of crazy people that believe that the rich elites in the world, the global elites, are killing babies and drinking their blood in order to stay young. And they have a cartel of, of uh, child molesting, sex trafficking, um, that they were all trying to uh, undermine and remove Donald Trump from office. And that uh, uh, at, at the end of the day, Donald Trump would have the last laugh and would out them. And so this whole thing was founded, for those of you who don't know, there are still a lot of people who don't know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the whole QAnon thing is based on a um, digital persona. Um, I think it first appeared on the website 4chan. And there was a user named Q that started leaking information that seemed to have some validity, starting out at the very least, about this super top secret plan to out these, you know, pedophiles and and uh, uh, these these corrupt elites that were, you know, undermining everything great about America. Okay. There's definitely some crazy stuff there, right? There's, there's, uh, you know, it's difficult to say everything that has been stated by every QAnon person is, is QAnon. That's not the way any movement works. If you take the average, you know, person that supports, um, I don't know, gay rights, black equality, um, women's rights, you take like your average person out of that group, okay, kind of starts to define the the movement more or less. You would take the average of what those people are as kind of representative of that. With QAnon, no. With QAnon, the corporate press tries to find the most outlandish thing and then says, look, anybody that believes in this is as crazy as this one person that we found that said this thing. There's no movement. So from the very beginning, there's a huge lack of integrity about what exactly QAnon is. And that's why I think this is painted in a really unfair light. So there's a couple parts of this. And this uh, uh, USA Today Suffolk University poll that came out um, just a few days ago um, that I wanted to get into because it really illustrates how unfamiliar most of the public is with QAnon and 
the fact that this is not a mainstream movement that is a a you know of the scale that is of any danger. So I guess I really want to hit on two points in this, which is QAnon is not real because one, what we think of as QAnon is as described by the corporate press, which has lied and exaggerated and made up facts to supposedly describe this QAnon movement. That is not what the QAnon movement is. Okay. So that's the first thing. The corporate press has lied about this. So the version that most people are hearing about what QAnon is, most people aren't on 4chan. So everyone who's not on 4chan, this, you know, relatively uh, obscure website um, that's, you know, frequented by, it's kind of, it's, you can think of it as a super, super uh, niche version of like Reddit. If you're, if you're a boomer, um, it's something that you, most people would be confused to even navigate their way around. Even within the 4chan community, QAnon and, and Q in general is a tiny niche of that overall website. So you end up with this thing where, you know, the corporate press will start to paint an entire website as being, you know, Q people, you know, 4chan has 10 million users, you know, a, a week or whatever it is. Uh, 4chan also is the origin of QAnon. Okay. So you're like, okay, so 10 million QAnon people. And, and sometimes it's more blatant than that. And they'll actually lie and say, that's how many QAnon supporters there are and how big of a threat this is. Um, so I just want to mention the fact that for at least six months now, and probably longer than that, QAnon has been something that the media has focused on. And it really blew up around the time of, you know, the last month or so of um, before the election. And QAnon became something where every time there was a, you know, someone's pickup truck that had a Q on the back of it, the corporate press would snap pictures of that and say QAnon crazy people who believe in, you know, satanic baby eating are attending Trump's rallies. You know, that is why people have this idea of what QAnon is. Like, listen, if that's what QAnon is, that's pretty crazy, but that's not. That QAnon is not real. The second part of this is the scope of what QAnon is. So, and, and this makes no, I make no um, defense here of the claims of, of Q or QAnon. I think it's probably someone that is is having, you know, some fun on the internet and um, likes that this has kind of become its own, its own meme. But that's what it is. This is essentially a meme. And... The other part of this is the scope of this, because the corporate press would have you believe that most of Trump's support comes from these Q people, these QAnon supporters, right? These, this right wing fringe, these QAnon people, this, uh, you know, crazy people that uh, uh, are totally unhinged and refuse to face the facts or the science or whatever. You know, it, that, that's that's the way that they paint every single Trump uh, supporter. So they are hugely overstepping um, and, and exaggerating reality there. And, you know, this is where I think the right must come back 
at least the people who will have any respect in the future, must come back and say, no, you're wrong. They don't say, okay, some Q people are crazy and you're right, we should go after them. You know, you don't meet in the middle on this. This is something where you say, listen, I'm not particularly into the whole Q thing, but you better leave them the fuck alone because that they are not a target here. You're lying about them to try to damage their reputations, their livelihoods, because you don't agree with the political views of those people. Fuck you, corporate press. Fuck you. So the scope of this is the other thing. And this USA Today Suffolk University poll um, indicates only 4% of Trump voters have a favorable view of QAnon. 4%. 96% do not. This uh, uh, is a nationwide survey that was conducted um, between February 15th and February 20th. And um, it's all this, this in particular is all American citizens who voted for Trump. Okay. So we're not talking about the, the leftists here. This is just the, these are the people that the left would call QAnon people in the first place. Okay. These Trump supporters, the left calls QAnon people, denigrates them as that. But that is not at all what this is. Um, so this, uh, uh, basically, um, the, the final results here, I'm, I'm reading this from uh, westernjournal.com. The final results compiled responses from a thousand interviewees with a margin of error plus or minus 3.1 percentage points. Okay. So that's, that's what we have. So 4% of Trump supporters, um, were asked, um, well, they were all asked whether their opinion of QAnon was, quote, generally favorable or generally unfavorable. 4%, 4% found it favorable, generally favorable by the these terms here. 43.3%, so almost 11 times more, said, we've never heard of QAnon. <laughs> so despite all of this talk and every corporate press outlet talking about QAnon for the last six months and going especially crazy after the uh, the, the Capitol riot, 43.3% uh, of Trump supporters say, what's QAnon? I've, I don't know. What is QAnon? This is a fringe movement that is tiny. It's not as dangerous as you claim it is. And it's a fraction. According to this poll, it suggests that somewhere around 4% of Trump supporters have even a favorable view. Now, if you split that apart, I don't know what percentage would say, oh, yeah, QAnon has it all right. That, that you're right. They have all the answers. Maybe point, point something percent. You know, then we're really getting into what? One out of a thousand people. So I think about the one out of, if you gather your average a thousand people and pick the craziest one, you're going to get some lunatics, right? So that's essentially what this is. 43.3% said, we've never heard of QAnon. Um, another 21% were undecided. Didn't really have any opinion. These findings, uh, westernjournal.com says, stand in stark contrast to the fearful rhetoric of various establishment media outlets during the conspiracy theory, uh, uh, I'm sorry, about the conspiracy theory movement. Again, we're supposed to believe 
Uh, as recently as September 2020, uh, ABC News telling us that QAnon has arrived in the mainstream. Well, not the mainstream Trump supporters. Not if it's 4% of people that have a favorable opinion of QAnon and 43% haven't even heard of it. New Yorker talked about this. The New York Times talked about this. BBC talked about this. NBC News. The LA Times did a big piece about QAnon. Of course, every article about Trump in uh, the recent few months has mentioned uh, these crazy right-wing QAnon people. You know, that's no coincidence. They are painting Trump supporters as if they are the same as QAnon. Again, QAnon is not the danger that they claim. And even if it was, QAnon is a tiny fraction of Trump's support base. So this idea that Trump is playing to the, you know, crazy QAnon people in order to win an election is bullshit. It's a lie by the corporate press. They're doing that to stir up shit. They want mainstream people and leftists and as many Republicans as they can possibly win over, there's a lot in Congress, to say, wow, if the media keeps talking about this, QAnon must be a threat. Nope, it's not. It is not. So um, QAnon is not real. Um, on the other side, you have these movements that are absolute insanity that are um, believe that Russia was secretly behind Trump's entire presidency. Do you see the corporate press shitting on those people? No, you do not. Do you know why? Many of them are in the corporate press. <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, back to this this university, uh, this Suffolk University USA Today poll, um, just really quickly. Um, the uh, uh, I, I think it's interesting because this also revealed a little bit about what the Trump movement has been about. Now, of course, if you look for this, you will not find this information published or written about by almost any media organization. That's why Western Journal, I was mentioning them, obviously Suffolk University, who conducted this with USA Today. But even USA Today didn't put out a, a, uh, a write-up about all of the data that they collected. If this was something that said QAnon makes up 70% of Trump's support base, do you think they would have written this up? Yes, they would have. It would have been weeks worth of coverage, maybe months worth of coverage. So this poll also found, and again, the moral of this story, QAnon is not real. Uh, other questions that were asked here um, include, which were kind of interesting, thinking about your political views, which do you feel more loyal to? Now, this is people who supported Donald Trump. 54% said Donald Trump compared to 34% for Republican Party. So it is very clear that among those who voted for Trump, and again, we're talking sample, we could be off three percentage points here, but that's quite a difference uh, with over, you know, 54%. So you have, even with that margin of error, you have a minimum of 51% of people who voted in the last election who say, I'm more loyal to Donald Trump than the Republican Party. There is definitely a populist shift taking place here. And the things that Donald Trump did stand for, which were largely standing against the left, that is, that is extremely popular 
Um, so this poll goes on to talk about some other things as well. Um, basically, you know, most of the supporters, uh, six, almost six in 10, 59% said they would like Trump to run for president again in 2024. Um, about 30% of them said they didn't want to see him run. So that's a little bit less even. So even some of those people that side with the Republican party still say, yeah, Trump should run again. Um, yet, uh, uh, most of these people said they would vote for him again if he sought the nomination. And if he was the nominee, 85% said that they would vote for him again. So um, there is a group of people, like there isn't any poll, obviously, but there is a group of people here, about 15%, according to this, that uh, would not, at least right now, would not want to vote for Donald Trump again if he were the nominee. Of course, this is against hypothetical, reasonable candidate on the other side, because uh, things always solidify when you have uh, someone specific on the other side. So um, I just found it interesting. This is a poll that did not get a lot of traction. Um, it was scientifically um, created by a university. Um, all of the same rules of polling apply here, which is um, by and large, the right side of all of this is underrepresented. So I would actually say um, that these numbers are significantly more exaggerated uh, in almost every question that they asked, because, you know, if you're a conservative, and you get a phone call and it says, hi, I'm calling from Suffolk University. We're doing a poll about uh, your support of Donald Trump. Did you vote for Trump? And also, um, do you have favorable or unfavorable views of QAnon? What are the uh, what are the odds that you're going to answer that person? Honestly, if you're a conservative, there's a very high chance that you either are not going to answer at all and hang up. So you'll have a bias in the people that are answering the question. Um, or you're going to say, um, give, give somewhat inaccurate information. So um, I actually think the support for Trump might be even higher here. Um, but the QAnon question, I think the way it's phrased, it's hard to see this being, um, you know, think about the people that would have, you know, the way these polls obviously are are conducted or supposed to be conducted is uh, you pick a random number of people and it has to be random so that you have um, some accuracy in the selection. If you're picking all people in one zip code that's very Republican, you're going to get a skew, right? So you basically have to take a random selection uh, across an area. In this case, it's nationwide, right? So um, it's a thousand people nationwide you might call 5,000 people or have 5,000 people on your list. And 2,000 of them might just hang up the phone. And the thing is, um, you kind of have to poll everybody because if you discount the people that hung up the phone, you're now not representing the accurate view of the people that hung up the phone. Well, what type of people would hang up the phone? People that hate the media, people that hate universities, um, people that have no time for that shit. So um, in order to be accurate in your polling, what you basically have to do is um, try to uh, find a, a new group of people um, and then sample the ones that don't hang up the phone on you um, and try to get as accurate. I mean, you still have people that are going to going to you know answer for the wrong reasons. So you're going to have you're going to be off. But um, the fact that of the Trump supporters that said, yeah, 
university, I voted for Trump. Okay, what type of person does that take to unabashedly say, yes, I voted for Trump? Um, and then be asked about QAnon. And for 43.3% of those people to say, I don't know what QAnon is. What are you talking about? Well, doesn't exactly show there's mainstream support, does it? Uh, so that's it. It's a interesting study here. And um, it's um, one of those things that I think reveals that you're living in the matrix. You know, these are arbitrary rules. It's a, a system that is run by other people. Don't let them. Don't let them create the artifice of the world that you live in. They're doing the exact same thing anybody else could. They just happen to own the media uh, and the universities and some of the political structures. Don't buy into their worldview. They're liars. They lie to your face about these things. QAnon is not a threat. How many terror act we keep the left keeps talking about domestic terror and some on the right also some of the republicans who aren't really on the right keep talking about you know the people from january 6 as being domestic terrorists okay did they fire a shot a single shot in that whole capital riot thing nope who fired a shot the security people <laughs> the secret service that's who fired a shot who got shot a trump supporter so this idea is a lie that Trump supporters are the QAnon crazies, that they're domestic terror threats. It's not true. QAnon is a lie. Sure, those people exist, but it's not what you've been told, and it's not at the scale that you've been told. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time.